Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference. Week four is now officially behind us. Well done to anybody who's 4-0 at this stage in the game and uh, commiserations to anyone who's 0-4, uh, of which there will be many of both, I'm sure. Um, but we're not here to discuss that right now. We're here to discuss the top 10 players of the week. But before we do that, how are you this week, Jack? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, had some uh, some mixed results in fantasy, uh, as we'll discuss. Obviously, Javante uh, Williams being injured hit me pretty hard as a Broncos fan and a Javante owner. But we'll uh, we'll get into that. But yeah, pretty good week. Some mental games, some crazy scores and performances. Very much so. And I guess the craziest of all the performances is our number one spot uh, <laughs> on the week. Who is uh, is Hawkinson, who got forty one points, a whopping one hundred and seventy nine receiving yards. This past week, uh, and add to that 12, 12 targets, eight receptions, just eight receptions for one hundred and seventy nine. It's mental, and two touchdowns. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. To be honest, it was incredible. No, I mean Hawkinson's obviously not in not in that elite category of tight ends, but he is very certainly very very good. But yeah, I don't think anyone could have predicted this performance. As bad as Seattle's defense is, um, it, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, averaging twenty-three yards nearly per catch as a as a tight end, it, it is just crazy. But he was absolutely fantastic. Obviously, with Saint Brown out, um, it Goff did obviously seem to think Hawkinson was his safety valve. So hopefully that continues throughout the season. He can put in a few more big ones. Yeah, I think it's it, it, it does go to show that you know having a, a big player like Saint Brown out does have a massive impact on the other players in the team I think as long as you can continuously still hit the same highs obviously that was a 45 point game for the Lions there they still lost somehow Um, then got the most points in the league yeah it's insane (laughs) it's insane Um, but yeah even without St Brown if they were able to put up those kind of kind of points it's uh, it's a great great look for the offence I guess um, moving on down, then we've got somebody who I didn't expect to see uh, in the in the top ten at all, really, this year. Uh, but he's made it. It's Josh Jacobs with thirty six points. He had twenty eight rushing attempts, one hundred and forty four yards, and two touchdowns there. He also had six targets, five receptions, and thirty one yards as well, just to bump those points up. But surprisingly high score for a, a Raiders player that's not uh, someone you'd expect like maybe Adams yeah I, I obviously watched this game in 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 full as a Broncos fan and obviously the, the Broncos just couldn't and forgot how to tackle and uh, not not taking anything away from Jacobs but yeah there were some very bad missed tackles but he made the most of the opportunities um the Raiders didn't do much passing on the day I think after the first few massive runs they, they just kept feeding Jacobs the ball um, and to its credit, he was absolutely fantastic. Uh, and obviously to get five catches as well, um, even better. I think anyone who drafted Jacobs will be extremely happy with that performance. Um, he's probably having, I'd have to double check the stats, but I think this is probably his best start to the season in his career, I would imagine. He's, he's playing phenomenally well these first four weeks. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, he is up there at the number seven in, in running backs yeah. uh, for, for PPR, which is... Which is crazy. I did you... not predict that. No, I don't think anybody did, to be fair. Um, but then again, running backs this year have been quite yeah. literally <laughs> unpredictable. Um, speaking of someone who we would have expected to see here more um, in the top 10, there we've got is. Austin Eckler at last. Finally. Putting up some good pointage <laughs> here with 34. That's on uh, as a result of 13 rushing attempts for 60 yards and two touchdowns. He also... <laughs> 
He also was receiving uh, six, six receptions there, sorry, on seven targets, 49 yards and another touchdown. So, hat-trick day for, for Eckler, three touchdowns altogether. Yeah, classic, classic Eckler performance, 120 or so all-purpose yards, three touchdowns, not necessarily getting all his work done on the ground, um, but those those touchdowns matter so much. Obviously, nice matchup for the Chargers against the Texans. Hopefully, this continues now, because, yeah, like you said, I was getting a little bit concerned, but I think I think Eckler will start to kick on now and um, be the top sort of six running back that we predicted him to be. Yeah, I certainly hope so. Um, I mean, he is crazily enough. He is number three, um, even God, with even his after the first few weeks. Even with his first three performances, he's number three in PPR. However, if you go to standard, he drops down to number twelve. So it just goes to show how important those uh, receptions, receptions are. But I mean, how many receptions has he got so far in the season? Thirteen, twenty-one. He's got 27 receptions on the season so far. God, which that's is, a lot. <laughs> you know, that's 27 points. Yeah, yeah it's crazy, isn't it? Um, so essentially 270 yards, which will be the, the difference between him and some of the other running backs out there, I guess. Um, here we go. Number four. Mr. Jared Goff is the top QB <laughs> of the week uh, with his performance. With it, From a rushing point of view, he had one attempt and one yard. Good on, good on him there. Uh, <laughs> but from, passing, from a passing point of view, 26 completions uh, through... 39 attempts and that is 378 yards in the air and four touchdowns so yeah if you started Goff over any of your other starting QBs you're a better fantasy manager than I am <laughs> yeah I yeah, I think I'm literally in that situation in a couple of leagues I just I, I always knew this matchup would be high scoring but you just I can never trust someone like Goff um, and I believe Geno Smith who he's, who he's facing I would imagine he's in this list as well so it, it was a crazy game. The Lions, again, their offense is one of the best sights to watch in the league, and, and Goff is playing really, really well this season. Um, and I think that probably does continue because their defense is so bad, he's going to have to keep slinging it. So, yeah, Goff is a pretty viable option for the rest of the season, crazily enough. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, <laughs> he's transcending, isn't he? So he is the QB overall number five. Mental. Uh, which is just crazy. So that's 14 points in his first week, then up to 26, then down to 13, and then up to 33. So a bit of a hodgepodge of results. You know, it's kind of a bit of a boom or bust option. But I tell you what, if you picked him up as a QB2, you're laughing at this point. Um, yeah. He's a great option there. Next up, somebody we uh, we like to see in the top 10. He should be here more often, hopefully, in future. After he's had a couple of down weeks is uh, Justin Jefferson, who played out of London this week. Uh, 32 <laughs> points for him. Just the one rushing attempt, uh, but that was for three yards and a touchdown. A nice little jet sweep there that was beautiful to behold. And then uh, receiving-wise, he had uh, 13 targets, 10 receptions, and 147 yards against quite a uh, stout defense this week so he did a good job there um but yeah nice to see justin jefferson back in the top 10 yeah we said on the last episode he, he was due a big boom game um like you said this was a tough matchup obviously Lattimore, who was on him most of the day is one of the best sort of cover cornerbacks in the league and obviously jefferson just just absolutely torched him um all day a uh, great win for the vikings and yeah jefferson just proving that he is one of those elite receivers even against one of the better defenses in the league yeah 
Good win for the Vikings in London. Shame, yeah. <laughs> shame I couldn't be there to see it. But uh, by God, what an ending to a game as well! It the was crazy. Double doink, absolutely insane. I'm very <laughs> pleased that bounced out. Um, next up, our QB number two would be someone maybe you would expect the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, given his performances of late. But no, we have Geno Smith coming in here with 32 points. Seven rushing attempts, 49 yards and a touchdown. And then in the air, he had 30 passing attempts, uh, 23 completions, 320 yards and two touchdowns. He played very well against what is sadly a very weak defense. So you would expect this, but 32 points from any any QB is fantastic. Geno Smith doing that, almost unbelievable. Yeah. Uh- yeah, it's crazy to think. I think in our dynasty league, he was traded back and forth for like a fifth rounder last year. Um, but he, he is, I saw a stat earlier, he, he's got the record now through four weeks for completion percentage in NFL history. He's, he's completing 78% of his passes. He's got one of the highest quarterback ratings in the league. Um, for someone who was a backup for the last, what, three or four years since he left the left the Jets it's just crazy how far he's come Seahawks are two and two and and looking pretty good so yeah they're not missing Wilson at all it doesn't look like it it's quite interesting to see really and it does make one wonder how much Wilson's talent was derived from the the supporting cast around him you know if you can have a QB who is basically a, a continuous backup or has been up until now put up a performance like that you know, is it, you do start to ask questions of Mr. Wilson, I guess, in a, in a I sense. I do not ask those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'll not press the point. Um, and next up, then, we've got Mike Evans uh, from another absolutely ridiculously high-scoring game, which was the, the Kansas City-Tampa Bay game, 41-31. I think we both thought this would be a grind. Yeah. But no, absolute points fest. Uh, so he had eight receptions, from 10 targets, 103 yards and two touchdowns. So just a very nice, solid day. Yeah, great game. I watched the sort of our catch-up this morning. It was a yeah, fantastic game. Very offense-heavy, back and forth. And obviously, Mike Evans, as we discussed in the off-season, probably one of the most underrated receivers in the league. He's He's been an absolute stalwart for eight years straight now. He's clearly Brady's go-to man. And that's even with a game where Godwin uh, came back from injury. So yeah, Mike Evans, definitely one of the best options going forward. I know the books are two and two, um, but I did see someone say that they can see this being the Super Bowl matchup again. And I am I am inclined to agree to an extent because both teams look very good, even though the books only have two wins. So yeah, great game for Evans. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Uh, next up then, another, <clears throat> another fairly surprise name on here, Mr. Rashad Penny, who came in with uh, 31 points there. So he had 151 yards on the ground uh, from 17 attempts, which is mental, uh, and two touchdowns. He also had one reception for six yards, but really, really good showing for, for Rashad Penny there. Uh, yeah, uh, this the, this top 10 list is just filled with people in that Lions-Seahawks game. <laughs> it was yeah. just the Lions are so bad defensively. Um, yeah, Penny gashed them for multiple big runs. Um, the two touchdowns as well. Um, again, I'm not sure not sure about Penny long term. I think this was probably a one off week against just an atrocious defense. But yeah, great showing. And if you started him in the flex or something like that, you're probably very very happy right now. Oh, undoubtedly, yeah, very much so. 
Um, number nine then. Somebody who's having a bit of a resurgence this year. We've got uh, we've got Sanders with thirty one points, uh, which is which is great to see. So Miles Sanders had thirty one points. That's from one hundred and thirty four yards on the ground with a whopping twenty seven uh, rushing attempts. He also had two touchdowns to add to that, and in addition, he had two catches for twenty two yards. So, you know, a quiet, very quiet year last year. You know, he he did mm. next to nothing. But this year. <laughs> You know, not a great week last week, but through his first two weeks, he scored over 10 points. And then this week, he goes and scores over 30. Yeah, Sanders has been fantastic. I think the resurgence is, is obviously partly due to, to Jalen Hurts as well. Um, like in general, the Eagles running the ball because of the threat of Hurts uh, and the fact that he can go off for 100 yards. Obviously, Sanders has, has had some nice plays. He's made a few people miss. Um, he's looking quick. Uh, between the tackles and obviously because the Eagles are much better offensively in general he's getting those red zone touches as well so I think if the Eagles continue to be good I think Sanders is, has been great value considering where he's been drafted yeah I agree very much okay so we move on to number 10 somebody who I was trying to temper expectations about and tell everybody to not get too hyped about <laughs> makes it to the top 10 it's Damian Pierce, um, <laughs> who's, who's who's proving me wrong here coming in He's the number fourteen RB in standard, and he's number fifteen in PPR. So he's he's yes. doing he's doing well, but it's a weird year for running backs. So I will it use is. that. I will use that to my advantage. Um, twenty eight points, one hundred and thirty one yards on the ground from fourteen attempts. He also had a touchdown, and then to add to that, six catches. He only got eight yards, but the six <laughs> catches matter, does it? <laughs> is a huge boost. So yeah, nice one for Damien Pierce there. Twenty eight points. So. Really good performance, and uh, yeah, the he's helping the Texans not look too bad. I think so. Even though that was a loss to the Chargers, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, twenty four points and a loss is respectable. Yeah, I was going to say the offense. Watching watching that game, the offense didn't too, look too bad um, until the the late interception or late turnover. They they actually looked like they might be able to sort of sneak something out of the game. But yeah, Pierce was was pretty much the entire offense. Um, you know, Mills didn't play too bad, but some several mistakes. Um, only fourteen carries, so he averaged nearly ten yards a carry is probably the most notable thing. Um, I think uh, it looked quick. The receptions are great news. Um, I, I don't think I was down on him as you were, but I think the Texans going forward are a dreadful team. But it, look, if Pierce is the only option, then I would expect a few more games like this. Yeah, I mean, stranger things have happened, and they do seem to be able to support a fairly decent running back when when time requires it, I guess. And Davis Mills hasn't been doing too bad. No. Um, so, yeah, not a bad one. And then just missing out on the top 10, we've got uh, Mr. Russell Wilson, who's actually had a good Yay. game for once. <laughs> Jeez. 27 um, points for the first time this season. Yeah, um as a Denver fan and a Wilson owner in in, in dynasty this was this was good and painful to see because yeah, it was a great performance from Wilson I thought. Uh, just other areas that let us down. Um I'm I'm still very much in the camp that whether it's whether it's later into the year or even next year, um it, it will all click together. Um, he's still got a lot of good weapons in Denver. It's just going to take some time to get used to it. Um, there's no way it was just Seattle's system that was making him that good. I'm sorry, I just I disagree strongly with that. So yeah, more to come, <laughs> more to more to come from Wilson. And by the end of the year, I'm going to put my neck on the line here. Wilson will definitely finish better than Geno Smith. Okay, I hope so because I have a lot of stock in Wilson, <laughs> but. 
His, uh, his recent performances have made me uh, look at him with an exceptionally cynical, sceptical lens, yeah. I guess. So, Like, I'm, I'm happy for Gino, but long term, there's no way that's this is sustainable. So let's, let's not jump the gun. <laughs> no, true, true. You're probably right there. Um, any any other ex, uh, kind of ex, mm. exceptions to to this top ten that you feel like should be should be, should be noted? I think uh, like a, a couple of players. I, I was I was happy um, for multiple reasons that McCaffrey finally had a good game, twenty five point eight points, um, which was nice to see receiving and running. Um, he was pretty much. I mean, the, the Panthers obviously were absolutely dreadful. He was the only bright spot. Baker not looking too good, but McCaffrey finally a good performance, and he's not got injured yet, so that's a win. Um, Jamal Williams, another another person who absolutely went off in that sort of Detroit Seahawks barn burner. Um, he was fantastic as long as DeAndre Swift's out, he's been a he's been a great addition for anyone who managed to pick him up on waivers. Um, and same with Derrick Henry, a little bit of a resurgence there last two weeks over over twenty points. So um, yeah, so some running backs starting to starting to turn it on a little bit. Yeah, definitely some good good points there. It's great to see Dobbins back out on the field for sure. Yeah, great point. Um, and crazily enough, I guess if you play with defenses, San Francisco played pretty damn well. Yeah. They <laughs> seven they sh- sacks or whatever it was. Yeah, they <laughs> shut they shut out the Rams almost entirely. Just just the nine points to the Rams there, which is crazy. Um, you know, coming coming off a Super Bowl win, you'd have thought that they would have been really enjoying themselves yeah. out there, but no. No indeed. And um I guess it's a bit of a crash down to earth for for some players. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson looked and started yeah. incredibly well, but uh, but but didn't do it too died much off there. A bit, didn't it? And um, interesting to see George Pickens with seventeen points. He was the favourite target of Kenny Pickett when he came out. I think of yes. the was it nine passes he received five or four of them. So that's going to Great be interesting. News, that. It's very good news for Pickens. Not so good news for Deontay Johnson though, who seemed to do no. next to nothing this week. And I drafted him so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, a shame really because he's a great player, but the the touchdown that was ruled out was very questionable. I was just Johnson. about to bring that up. That was definitely a touchdown to anyone who's listening. That that was that was definitely a touchdown. Yeah, I'm very surprised they ruled that one out. You could almost see the the gap on the replay you could. between his toe and the and the white line at the back of yeah. the end zone. So you could see the bit of grass, like the the half inch of grass, you could see being pushed forward by his toe. It was it was crazy. Yeah, mental. Um, any any interesting matchups coming up this week that you feel are worth a mention? Oh, let's have a let's have a little flick through. Um, before we when we were talking about the Lions, I did think just start whoever plays the Lions, yeah. but it's it's Patriots versus Lions, and that the Patriots haven't haven't been great offensively. Um, but I guess their running backs might be worth a play this week. So like Ramondre Stevens and whatnot. Um, tasty matchups. Let's have a look. God, it's a bit of a dire week, isn't it? Um, I think I mean Ravens Bengals Monday Night Football that leaps out to me uh, as as could be quite an exciting one. Mm-hmm. Um, Bengals obviously got the big win against the Dolphins. They've got a very exciting offense in general. Um, and as much as Lamar Jackson is fantastic, the defense is dire. So I, I think that could be fairly high scoring. Lamar will want to bounce back as well from that pretty abysmal loss to the Bills. So I think that'll be quite a high scoring one. Um, Divisional matchup on the late game Monday night, uh, Chiefs Raiders. 
um, divisional matchup, Mahomes versus Carr. Raiders finally got off the mark in terms of the win column against the Broncos. The Chiefs are fantastic on offense, not so good on defense. So I, I do think, although the Chiefs will win, I think the likes of Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, I think they'll certainly feast a little bit in that game against the Chiefs' defense. Yeah, so there are there are some good games, I guess, coming up, and obviously we've got the uh, the nice the nice game in in the UK as well. So the Packers Giants is is always good to to be able to watch a, a game mid afternoon. I have to say, I really enjoyed this Sunday. Um, coming back, coming back home at half past two, watching the game football till twelve. Then, then as soon as it finishes, red zones on. It's just absolutely amazing. So I'm looking forward to that again this week. Um, yeah, some good, good, interesting matchups. But as you say, some of them are. There's, there's not really any one that is a, a blockbuster game, I guess. I think aside the, from maybe your Ravens, Bengals, as you mentioned. Yeah, the only other one I'm kind of interested in, just because of the whole like it's mental. The Cowboys are doing so well. Is Rams, Cowboys, Dax obviously um, being pushed back a week, another week or two. Um, Cooper Rush is still undefeated, so it'll just be interesting to see if if the Cowboys can beat a good team like the Rams with Cooper Rush. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens when Dak finally does come back. Not saying that Dax Dak shouldn't start. He definitely should, but. It just applies a lot of pressure to Dakar, I think, if Rush keeps winning, because then as soon as he had a bad game, there is going to be some fans that want his head. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, with the QB shortage at the minute as well, Rush might find yeah. himself with a nice little contract at the end of it from someone yeah. else. Yeah, played himself into one, definitely. Yeah, he's done, done very well. Great stuff. Okay, so I guess we'll we'll have a little bit of a, a look at where we are with our, our Dynasty League and see what's happened Ugh. to the scores on the doors. So it's been an, it's been an interesting one. I mean, it was you and I playing each other this week, and I must admit, there were there were moments where it was a lot tighter than I dared uh, dared admit. Going kind of into the Sunday night games, I was starting to to fret a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I did think it. I did think at one point I might just be able to do it, but I just I didn't get any performances for my big plays, unfortunately. I think my highest score was was Wilson twenty seven, but Chase didn't really show up. AJ Brown didn't really show up. Left Hawkinson on the bench, that's not great. <laughs> so forty points on the bench, but yeah, I think by by the time the uh, the late games kicked off, I think it was too much, especially with Travis Kelsey left to play. Yeah, Kelsey put up a good point there. I, I think my biggest regret from from just just a kind of managerial point of view was that I'd played Drake London this week and he only got 3.7 points, which I was quite disappointed with. I'd swapped Drake London out for Brees Hall. I was going to give Brees Hall a start and he'd have got 15.8. And I swapped Brees Hall out back at the start of the season for J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> uh, so I just like, it was like bad, bad uh, decision after bad decision there. Um, but yeah, I was I was quite thankful that things went well in the end. Um, but yeah, there were yeah. some some hair raising moments. But Eckler's back, obviously, which is great. Uh, Mixon did uh, had a serviceable performance. Diggs didn't do as well as I expected. Waddle didn't do great either. Obviously, yeah, London didn't well. do great, and Deontay Johnson didn't do great. So I had a bit of a string of uh, underperformances. But you just need to hit on the uh, the excitable. Good ones, I suppose. It's the San Francisco 49ers defense that really was the best player on my 22 team. Twenty-two points. Yeah, good crazy. god. Yeah, so, yeah. Tough matchup. Obviously, I lost Javante and Cordarrel as well, both on IR now. So that's hit me pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be difficult moving forward. So, 
Yeah, it's, that running back situation though for everybody, I think, is a difficult. It's dire. One. It really is. <laughs> um, so we have at the bottom we have James, who is one and three, and then we have Tom, the reigning champion, down at number nine, who is also one and three. Now Tom, I believe, has the third highest third points highest for. Score. But he has also suffered the most points against. So he's had an unlucky run to start the season. Oof. So he's sitting down at number nine. Then every position between eighth and second, <laughs> two. they're the all hell? two and two. <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely crazy. We've got Sam, then Lewis, then yourself, then Kieran, then Elliot, then Rohan, and then Alex up at number two. And then I'm still sitting ha- pretty happy, undefeated on the season <laughs> for an um, but yeah, absolutely crazy that two and two is just the uh, the that's in insane. position, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's so horrible. many people. So uh, yeah, not not over for anyone. Everyone, you know, even at one and three, I'd be I'd still be fairly confident. So that's um, yeah, it's nice to see it so close. I have to say as well, the biggest surprise for me on the season sitting at number three is Rohan's team because we were kind of it felt like an autopsy when we were going through his team at the <laughs> at the start of the season we you know we had the the loss of Russell Wilson we didn't think that you know any of his players on the Seahawks yeah. would be doing well we were a little bit worried about the the Buccaneers as well kind of coming into the year but you know what a week for Rohan's team Tom Brady 24 <laughs> points which is great and you've and got he had four Seattle players yeah Rashad Penny 30 <laughs> points Metcalf 20 just shy of 23 points you've got Lockett with 12 points Gino with 31 he Mental. you know anyone going into this week if you started that many Seahawks players you would be you'd be shouting at them to change it but Rohan stuck <laughs> to his guns and came out I think with the second highest score in the week he did yeah it's absolutely crazy, but um, but no, well played. Especially playing Geno Smith ahead of Zach Wilson, which I think is a ballsy move. Um, but yeah, yeah great, respect. great, great choice. Respect. So good on Rohan. He's proven us wrong, and so are the Seahawks, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's going interestingly this season. Nobody's out of the out for the count, given that uh, you know the majority. If the second place player is two and two. It's all to play for at this, yeah. <laughs> at this stage of the season. So, uh, any any final thoughts on uh, on last week and and anything, if not about next week, that you'd like to raise? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, nothing in particular. I just think it, you know it was nice to see um, a couple of takeaways. It was nice to see Zach Wilson back. Um, he actually performed pretty well um, coming back in and leading that comeback against the Steelers. Uh, like you said, Kenny Pickett. That time, that era has finally arrived for the Steelers as well, which will be interesting to see. I do genuinely think their offense will be a lot more potent um, with Pickett um, as the starter instead of uh, instead of Trubisky. So hopefully, like you said, the likes of Pickens. Hopefully, it affects Najee as well. Hopefully, they become a little bit uh, a little bit more relevant. So just nice to see some young guys get their start and come back as well. Yeah, definitely. It's it's been good to good to see and. Um... Yeah, I guess that's that's everything for the week. I'm just trying to think of any any other crazy things that have happened, but you know, every week's a crazy week this season. It just feels like this season's different to the others. I don't know if it's just me, but massively. There's just um yeah, there's something about it that just doesn't feel to like it conforms to what we expect. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I, th- I think the only other thing is, is is there was a decent amount of of sort of high profile injuries this week. Obviously, I mentioned Paul Javante, um 
that's led to the Broncos signing Latavius Murray, which I don't think is a bad signing. Um, so certainly he's still out there in a lot of leagues, so that'll be worth a pickup, I think. As much as I like Melvin Gordon, he has fumbled six times now this season and lost two, so I'm not sure how long that'll last. Uh, Cordaro Patterson going down for a minimum four games because he's been placed on IR. Um, so grab the Falcons back up as well, is it? The rookie Tyler Eigler as well, if you can. He's, he's certainly available in a lot of leagues as well. Tyler Algier. If you were to have one running back right now to take with you to the <laughs> through the rest of the season, who who would you choose? Oh, that's it. That you put me on the spot there. Now, I, I honestly, and I don't want to, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I can say Saquon. I know he's the RB1 at the minute, but I don't think I can just because I'm not sure I trust the injuries. Um, could I, would it be Saquon? No, it can't be. I think it would be, if I could have one for the rest of the season. You know what, I, I, I think, given the recent performance, and I think they'll be a good team long term, I, I think I'd go Eckler. Yeah, Eckler's a good choice, I think. He's he's having a bit of a research. Especially, in, PP, especially in, in full PPR, I think. If we're talking full PPR, I think Eckler, with Justin Herbert, once that offence gets rolling, he's, he's such a big part of it. Um, so I, I think I would say Eckler if I was going full PPR. Yeah, I think that's a sensible choice. I think for me, just based on the past four weeks' performances, I'd probably be going with someone like maybe Nick Chubb. I think Chubb's kind of... Yeah, Chubb has been fantastic. He's had a really good season. He's been quite consistent as well. He's he's you know he's put the points up every week. Um, so I think he's probably mine at the minute. But if Eckler flashes again next week, then I'd definitely be switching over to Eckler. But yeah, it's crazy that Barkley's in that conversation and there's no mention of Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey. No, no, the top two picks are way off. Um, I, I know Barkley in our draft, uh, draft dropped to like the third round, was it? Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's just such good value. And you know what? Like, the Giants haven't beaten any crazy good teams, but, you know, like, if, if Barkley's firing all on all cylinders, um, I saw a stat the other day, he's, he's projected to get them in it. If he keeps on current pace, he's over 450 touches, I believe, which would be the most since his rookie year. You know, so if, if he does go injury free, then then you know Barkley, I, I would imagine he probably stays where he is if he's if he's been this explosive. Yeah, yeah, with a bit of luck, he'll uh, he'll keep on. Great stuff. Well, we'll draw it to a close there, and uh, I guess we'll we'll speak to you soon. And uh, yeah, good luck in your matchups this week. <laughs>